Coffee of the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. Today is Sunday, August 1st, 2021. My name's Tom. I am your host. And we've been away for a couple of weeks, but uh, we're back. And I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure you check out the website, catchhookshoot.com, for everything related to the show, interviews, videos, the podcast, the photo gallery, the CHS shop where you can get all your t-shirts and hats and all that kind of fun stuff. And also make sure to check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store at prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot. And you can find links to all that and more on our link tree, which is linktree slash catchhookshoot. And uh, yeah, if you ever ever want to shoot us an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And uh, we're going audio only this week. There's no video just because, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just not feeling very camera ready this week. So we're just going just going with the audio podcast this week. So, uh, yeah, so uh, those of you that normally watch on YouTube, yeah, you're, uh, you're still getting the audio, just no video this week. But, uh, yeah, so let's dive right into everything that's been going on in the crazy world of professional wrestling this uh, these last couple weeks. And we're going to start it all off like we always do with the match of the week. All right, so uh, the matches of the week this week, we've actually got two of them because we've been away for a couple of weeks. But uh, first and foremost, I got to mention the match from the Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series a couple weeks ago, Jonathan Gresham versus Davey Richards. If you are a fan of technical wrestling, pure wrestling, whatever you want to call it, the way that I am, you have to check this match out. Go to Fight TV, get the replay of the Warrior Wrestling Stadium series from July 17th. This match was one of the best technical wrestling matches I have ever seen. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Gresham, of course, the current Ring of Honor pure champion, got a chance to uh, meet him and talk to him a little bit before the show. I actually got the opportunity to hold the pure championship which, uh, as I told Jonathan uh, when I was talking to him, you know, the uh, the Pure Championship and the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship are two titles that I hold, you know, me personally, hold over and above all other championships in wrestling. The NWA Championship because of its history and the Pure Championship because of what it represents. It represents my favorite style of wrestling, the, uh, the technical, you know, uh, ground-based, submission-based, whatever you want to call it, the, the technical style of wrestling, which I just love. And, uh, yeah, as I was talking to uh, to John at the show, you know, he uh, he told me, you know, that that pure title, that is the original pure championship, which I wasn't aware of. I guess I just, maybe I just wasn't paying attention or, or whatever, but uh, that is the original pure championship, same one that was, you know, uh, that was held by uh, Brian Danielson and, you know all, all of those guys throughout the uh, the history of Ring of Honor. So uh, very very cool to get an opportunity to to hold that championship uh, in my hands. But definitely, if you get an opportunity to check this match out, like I said, go to Fight TV, order the replay of Warrior Wrestling from July seventeenth. Just an absolutely outstanding wrestling match. And the second match of the week, total polar opposite of this was the uh, the match from AEW Dynamite this past week Chris Jericho versus Nick freaking Gage oh my god I mean this wasn't you know it, it was a little bit of a toned down version of a typical Nick Gage match you know you still had the light tubes and the glass and and all the, the crazy spots and the pizza cutter and and that kind of stuff but uh you know like i said toned down a little bit for tnt but uh still a lot of blood a lot of violence and uh you know if you're not into death matches obviously you're not gonna like this one there's a couple times i had to look away but uh 
still a very good match. It was awesome to see Nick Gage on a big stage like that. And uh, yeah, him and him and Jericho put on a great match. I I loved it. So uh, you know, like I said, if you're not into the deathmatch style, you're probably not going to be a big fan of this one. But uh, if you are and you haven't seen this match, definitely go back and check it out. It was a very cool match. So uh, let's get into the next segment of the show here, where I count down my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. All right, first up on the three count, Switchblade Jay White making an appearance at Impact Slammiversary at the end of the show after uh, Kenny Omega successfully retained the Impact World Championship. Uh, Jay White making his presence known and also showed up on on Impact uh, on their regular television as well, saying that he's there for uh, for David Finley. Uh, so, you know, that, uh, that forbidden door just keeps getting kicked open wider and wider. And uh, interesting side note there, Jay White will be at the next Warrior Wrestling show coming up on August the 21st. So the uh, yeah the uh, the Bullet Club will be represented at Warrior Wrestling, but in the uh, in the form of the leader of the Bullet Club, Jay White. So uh, that that alone is worth getting a ticket to uh, to the next Warrior show, you know. Or if you're not in Chicago, uh, hey, check it out on Podbean because me and Charlie will be there doing our uh, our live broadcast as usual. Number two on the three count, John Cena making his return to the WWE at uh, uh, at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship coming up at SummerSlam. And uh, number three on the three count, Lance Archer. And this is, again, from Warrior Wrestling on the 17th. Uh I, I don't really know any other way to say it other than Lance Archer literally threw Frank the Clown out of the stadium. Um, you know, the uh, fight went up into the bleachers, which were right behind me and Charlie. Uh, looked for a minute like he was going to throw Frank through our announce table, which scared the hell out of me because, you know, I, I, we've got all our broadcast equipment there. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, he... Uh, yeah, he he asked uh, basically threw the question out: Should I throw him that way or that way? You know, meaning forward through our announce table or backwards off of the bleachers and out basically into the parking lot, which is about a good fifteen foot drop. And uh, yeah, when he pointed to the parking lot, I gave him the, the emphatic thumbs up, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> so uh, yeah, Frank the Clown, uh, just like he flew into the first night of the Stadium Series back in June, he flew out of the uh, uh, the Stadium Series a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you know, have we seen the last of Frank the Clown? One can only hope. So <laughs> that is the three count for this week. Uh, moving into some uh, news and rumors and stuff going on. Lots of returns uh, in uh, in WWE. Um, like I said, John Cena came back, Sasha Banks came back, Keith Lee finally came back, you know, after fans have been clamoring for him to, uh, to be back on TV. Bill Goldberg made his return. Uh, Karrion Cross made his main roster debut on Monday Night Raw without Scarlett, interestingly enough. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Cross. have been for a long time since, uh, you know, since his uh, impact days and and stuff like that, and I've always been a huge fan of uh, of carrying across. Um, you know, it just I don't know. It just seems without Scarlet, something's missing. You know, she she just she enhances his character a lot. I think that's my opinion. So uh, you know, will we see Scarlet eventually join him on uh, on Raw? Hopefully, that's what I'm gonna say. Is hopefully, uh, Finn Balor made his way back to the main roster, and he is on SmackDown now. Uh, we've got a new Raw Women's Champion in uh, Nikki Cross, or Nikki Ash as she is known now, cashed in the uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase and won the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, John Cena did sign the uh, contract for the SummerSlam Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns. This was a now it, it kind of weird because Roman basically rejected his challenge and Finn Balor came out, said he wanted to be the next challenger, then we were supposed to get the contract signing uh, and it ended up with Cena signing the contract, so it's going to be Cena and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam, which that's been, you know, the the rumor going around for quite some time. Uh, Bill Goldberg will be challenging Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. That, I, I don't know. I, I'm 
I'm not super enthused about it, but I understand why WWE would make that decision. They're, you know, SummerSlam's in a stadium. They're trying to sell tickets, so they're going to put as many big marquee names up there as they can to uh, to pull, you know, to pull the fans in. Um, let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, Sasha Banks made her return on SmackDown, uh, saving Bianca Belair from a beatdown from Carmella and uh, Zelina Vega, which ended up in a tag team match which Sasha and Bianca were victorious. And then at the end of that match, Sasha attacks Bianca Belair and, uh, you know, uh, basically stood there holding the, uh, the SmackDown women's title. So obviously she wants her, uh, wants her rematch for that championship. <clears throat> Charlotte Flair did defeat Nikki Cross in a non-title match on, on Raw for the, um, for the or a non-title match, I just said, not for the Raw Women's Championship. But uh, as a result of that, Nikki Ash challenging Charlotte to another match this week on Raw, which I believe is for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Moving on to some uh, yeah, some NXT stuff. Well, actually, getting back to Karrion Cross for a minute, he uh, made his debut on Raw, lost to Jeff Hardy, which was just uh, yeah, I, a lot of people were not happy about that. Um, and supposedly the plan was he was going to lose again to Jeff Hardy and uh, was going to continue losing, and that was going to be the way that they would bring in Scarlett. He was going to continue losing until Scarlett came in. So um, not sure exactly how they're going to go with that because uh, the following week he did take on Keith Lee and was victorious in that match. So Keith Lee has has had uh, two straight losses since his return. He, challenged, he uh, accepted Bobby Lashley's open challenge the previous week, and uh, lost to Lashley, and then lost to Karrion Cross this past week on Raw. So, not really sure what direction they're going with either one of these guys right now. Um, you know, it just seems—I don't know. They're—they're. They're, I, I have a lot of questions for WWE. He's creative, I really do. But uh, you know, I—I I, I try to do my best to sit back and let stuff play out, and hopefully, it'll be—you uh, know—questions will be answered. Um, some NXT stuff looks like Samoa Joe will be. Uh, Getting back in the ring, apparently he's finally been cleared. He's going to be challenging Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship at the next TakeOver on August the 22nd. Uh, Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez, and, uh, you know, I think it was only a matter of time for that because, you know, Dakota, uh, you know, in her current uh, current character as a heel as she is, she's not going to continue playing second fiddle to uh, to Raquel Gonzalez, who was basically her protege. Um you know, while Raquel's got that uh, NXT Women's Championship, so I think it was pretty much just a matter of time before Dakota turned on her and wanted uh, wanted that title match. So it looks like that's going down. And uh, also coming up at Takeover, we're going to have a UK Championship match that had been uh, delayed due to an injury to Walter, but uh, Walter will be defending the NXT UK Championship against Ilya Dragunov. That so, uh, and this will be the uh, the second match between these two. The first one was absolutely amazing, so I cannot wait to see this one. Uh, moving on to some AEW stuff, Chris Jericho, uh, again, continuing with his five labors that he has to go through before he can get another match with MJF. The first one was Sean Spears, which Jericho was victorious. The second was Nick Gage this past week, which Jericho was able to uh, pull out the victory in that one as well. And we found out from MJF that next week Jericho will be facing one of his old rivals, Juventud Guerrera, making his return to TNT. So that should be an amazing match between those two guys. If you, uh, you know, if you weren't around for the Monday Night Wars, if you weren't a wrestling fan at that time, or whatever the case may be, just go back and check out some of the matches between Jericho and Juventud from WCW. Uh, just absolutely amazing. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this one. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, now a part of AEW. He is the new executive consultant for Andrade. Uh, so I'm guessing Andrade's not, you know, or Vicky Guerrero is not Andrade's manager anymore. I don't know. It's still a member of the Guerrero family, so maybe they're both working with him. Who knows? So, um, but yeah, Chavo Guerrero is the new executive consultant for Andrade. Uh, had some... Uh, some really good matches from AEW these past couple of weeks. Uh, Santana and Ortiz taking on FTR in a, in a great tag team match a couple weeks ago. Uh, FTR was victorious in that one. Really, for my money, the two best tag teams in AEW right now, and that's saying a lot because their tag team division is ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, FTR uh, pulling out the victory over Santana and Ortiz. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, then we had that five-on-five -five elimination match with uh, Hangman Page in the Dark Order taking on the Elite. 
The stipulation was, you know, if uh, Paige in the Dark Order got the victory, then Paige gets the next world title shot against Kenny Omega, and Dark Order gets a tag title shot against the Bucks. Uh, unfortunately, the Elite was victorious in that one, which a lot of people were surprised about because, you know, everybody expected uh, Hangman Page to be getting that title shot at All Out coming up in uh, in September. So I'm interested to see where where we're going with this. Uh, who Who's going to be the challenger for the world championship at, uh, at All Out? Uh, and then uh, we found out we are going to get the, uh, the match that's been teased for the last couple of weeks between Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes going to be coming up this week on Dynamite. And a huge announcement made by uh, by Tony Khan, actually made by Tony Schiavone, but uh, from Tony Khan, uh, AEW Rampage will be in Chicago on August the 20th at the United Center. And that is huge. I mean, they sold over 10,000 tickets just in the pre-sale you know the uh the general sale to the general public doesn't start until tomorrow and there's already 10,000 tickets sold so the this could potentially be you know the the biggest house that AEW has ever drawn uh you know I guess depending on how many tickets they're actually selling for it but uh yeah and you know with all the uh the rumors and stuff that have been going around which I'm going to get into here in a little bit but uh yeah, there there uh, uh, some very high expectations for this show, and then a little bit later on in Dynamite, we saw a uh, an interview with Darby Allen and Sting, and Darby, you know, saying he's going to be in Chicago, and uh, you know, making some uh, some references to uh, the best in the world, which he said later on wasn't specifically directed at a certain person. So, uh, but yeah, I'll get into those rumors in a couple of minutes here. Um, some Impact stuff. Mickey James also made her return to Impact uh, at Slammiversary. And, you know, basically uh, basically showing up. She wants Deanna Perrazzo at the NWA Empower pay-per-view coming up. The, uh, the all-women's pay-per-view. And Deanna Perrazzo did eventually accept with a little bit of urging from, uh, from Gail Kim. So, uh, yeah, Deanna Perrazzo going to be... Uh, Again, going through that uh, that forbidden door. So, I mean, we've got Impact, New Japan, NWA, and AEW all kind of intermingling, and I'm loving it. I really wish Ring of Honor and MLW would would get into uh, you know get into this mix with these other companies. I mean, you've even got AAA in uh, in the mix here. <clears throat> you know, with Kenny Omega being the uh, AAA Mega Champion and uh, Andrade going to be uh, challenging him for that title at uh, at Triple Mania whenever uh, whenever that comes around. Also, Diana Perrazzo going uh, title for title with Fabi Apache in AAA at Triple Mania. So, you know, you've got almost all of the major wrestling companies on the planet outside of WWE all working together. I, I would really, really love to see Ring of Honor and MLW get into get into the mix here. So, uh, I'm. I'm hopeful that that'll happen because that would be, for me as a wrestling fan, that would be a dream come true to see all these companies just working together. And, uh, yeah, so hope, you know, we can help. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, let's see, Impact had their homecoming event. It was a, uh, I believe it was an Impact Plus special. It wasn't actually a pay-per-view. And uh, the highlight of that was they uh, were having a mixed tag team tournament to crown the homecoming king and queen. And that tournament was won by Deanna Perrazzo and Matthew, I, I'm never sure how to pronounce his last name, Raywalt, I believe it is, formerly known as Aiden English in WWE. You know, so another uh, another debut uh, on uh, on Impact with, uh, with Deanna Perrazzo, and they were the winners of that tournament. Uh, again, Jay White ma- making his appearance with Impact, uh, Got into a brawl with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers on uh, on Impact TV. Was saved by Chris Bay, who apparently is the newest member of the Bullet Club, um, or at least that's the uh, that's the implication. So uh, yeah, Chris Bay uh, looks to be uh, looks to be a Bullet Club member. Uh, Kiera Hogan announced she's leaving Impact. So uh, yeah, it looks like we're gonna be uh, probably seeing the uh, the splitting. Not probably, we're definitely gonna be seeing the splitting of uh, of Fire and Flava. Um, they have already dropped the uh, the Knockouts Tag Team titles to Rosemary and Havoc, and they were unsuccessful in their rematch this past week on Impact TV. So, uh, yeah, Kiara Hogan leaving Impact. It'll be interesting to see where she shows up next. Um, 
would not surprise me if she ended up in WWE. Not at all. Uh, she she is very very good in the ring, uh, but she's one I would say. You know, if she's not staying with Impact, I I personally would like to see her go to AEW because their women's division does need they do need a boost. Uh, you know, I, I'm I like the AEW women's division, but they you know they they need uh, they need some more uh, bigger names, I guess you could say. You know, just to uh, to elevate that uh, the women's division a little bit. So uh, that's personally where I'd like to see Kiara Hogan end up, but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see her pop up in WWE within the next few months. Uh, some MLW stuff. Alexander Hammerstone was the winner of the Battle Riot. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, basically that means he gets a world championship match uh, pretty much whenever he wants it. I mean, I you know, it works kind of like the money in the bank. You know, he's got, that, uh, he's got that title shot, and he can cash it in whenever he wants to. Uh, some Ring of Honor news. The Women's World Championship Tournament is will be beginning uh and quinn mckay did get the final spot in that tournament and she will be facing mandy leone in the first round so can't cannot wait to see that one uh that uh, i believe that tournament actually starts this week on ring of honor tv if i'm not mistaken some new japan news lance archer defeated john moxley and this actually happened on dynamite but uh archer defeated moxley he is the new iwgp united states champion then the following week or just this past week i should say uh had his first title defense against Hikaleo and was victorious in that one. And I did not realize how huge Hikaleo is. I mean, Lance Archer is like six foot seven. Hikaleo is like six foot ten. So he's a big kid. Uh, but uh, Hikaleo, accompanied to the ring by his father, uh, Haku or Ming, whatever you want to refer to him as. So that was a, that was a very cool surprise to see. Uh, to see Haku on uh, on AEW Dynamite with his son Hikaleo for his uh, for his U.S. Championship match, and the next challenger for Lance Archer for that IWGP U.S. Championship will be Tanahashi, and that's going to take place at New Japan Resurgence coming up, I believe, in just a couple of weeks. And also on that same show, it's going to be the Good Brothers taking on John Moxley and uh, a mystery partner, apparently. Uh, Mox just uh, referred to uh, a friend or a buddy when he was uh, laying out the challenge to the Good Brothers on uh, uh, this match was basically set up on social media with Moxley throwing out the challenge. So, uh, you know, could be... Uh, could be Eddie Kingston. It could be uh, who knows. Uh, I'm sure. I'm not thinking it's going to be Eddie Kingston. I'm thinking it's going to be somebody that's more known to uh, to New Japan. So uh, I'm very curious to see who John Moxley's partner is going to be when he challenges the Good Brothers. Uh, and in the NWA, they we had the beginning of their uh, their championship series this past week. Uh, Tom Latimer defeating Marche Rocket, Genocide defeating Sky Blue. JTG defeating Mims and Trevor, uh, Trevor Murdoch defeating Fred Rosser, uh, and then some uh, some miscellaneous stuff to get into here. Jay, uh, like I said, Jay White will be appearing at the next Warrior Wrestling show coming up August twenty first, as will Thunder Rosa. She'll be challenging, <clears throat> excuse me, she'll be challenging Kylie Ray for the Warrior Women's Championship. Jay White will actually be taking on Sam Adonis, so I uh, cannot wait. To see that match, Sam Adonis, of course, one of the one of the cornerstones of Warrior Wrestling, and uh, you know usually has some very high profile matches when uh, when he's at on a Warrior show. So I cannot wait to see Jay White and Sam Adonis hook it up. Also, at the next Warrior Wrestling show, will be members of the Dark Order. So uh, the now the only names that uh, uh, the Warrior promoter Steve Tortorello dropped from the Dark Order when this announcement was made was Evil Uno and uh, Five. So I don't know if there will be any other Dark Order members there, but uh, yeah, it will be uh, at least those two at uh, at Warrior Wrestling on August the 21st. <clears throat> uh, and some uh, some huge, 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 I can't say it enough, huge rumors that have been floating around for the last week or so. CM Punk and Brian Danielson to AEW. And... You know, a lot of the dirt sheets are reporting these are both done deals. Like it's it's fact. It's done. It's happening, and this that is why the United Center is selling out so quickly for Rampage on August twentieth, um, because it's expected that's where CM Punk will be making his AEW debut. Uh, as far as Brian Danielson, who knows? I mean, if it, if the deal is actually set in stone, I would expect 
you know, they could debut Brian Danielson literally at any time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the first thing that popped into my head, I want to see Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. That's what I want to see. But, uh, the, uh, the rumor with Brian Danielson is that, you know, he chose to go with AEW because he wants to wrestle in New Japan as well. And AEW obviously will allow him to do that, whereas WWE most likely would not. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, from everything that's going around, it sounds like this is happening. And, I, I mean, if you're in the United Center on August the 20th and Cult of Personality starts playing over the PA system, that building is going to explode. That will be the biggest pop you've ever heard in wrestling because it's in Chicago it's CM Punk who fans have been clamoring for for the last seven years since he left WWE and you know for AEW to actually sign him and be bringing him in is uh it's huge and you know same thing goes for Brian Danielson when he first uh whenever his first appearance is the the building is going to explode so I mean, I cannot wait to see. I I truly hope both of these rumors are true. I really do because I want to see CM Punk back in there. I want to see Brian Danielson. You know, just think of some of the matchups you could have. I mean, you know, like I said, Darby Allen talking about the best in the world. And I'll, I'll get some more into that in a minute here. But, uh, you know, just uh, or, or the matches that Brian Danielson could have with some of the uh, some of the AEW guys. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think about. So, you know, hopefully the, these are both true. And, uh, yeah, some really kind of shitty news, honestly. There's not another word for it. Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE. I, I don't get it. You know, probably the best character wrestler since The Undertaker I'm not saying he's the Undertaker. I'm not saying he was taking the Undertaker's place. I'm not saying he he's, you know, the same thing. But since the Undertaker, Bray Wyatt is the best character wrestler WWE has had. He's taken every gimmick that he's been given, and he's ran with it. He's made it his own, and he has gotten it over. And, you know, by all accounts, when Brody Lee passed away, it affected Bray Wyatt, or it affected Wyndham Rotunda. That's his real name. It affected him very deeply. They were very good friends. They were part of the Wyatt family for a long time together. And, uh, you know, so it, it affected him. You know, it, it was very hard on him, which, I mean, I'm sure most people out there can sympathize with. You, If you lose somebody that close to you so unexpectedly like that, it's going to have an effect on you. And uh, so, you know, he had been taking time off and... Uh, you know, his last appearance was at WrestleMania. His uh, last appearance before that was was quite a while. Um, so, you know, he, he had been off of television for uh, for a good amount of time. And, uh, you know, the word came down just yesterday that he was released. And, you know, same, same excuse that's been given with every other release that's happened in the last few months with WWE is budget cuts. I'll have more to say about that later, too, though. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, that's going to uh, wrap things up for news and rumors and results for this week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with the Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hated wrestling fans. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. Since we have been gone for so long, I'm just going to cover Stardom, Tokyo's Pro, uh, the DET Heavy Metal title, GCW and a Galley Lucha show. I uh, hope, hope that is okay with all of you. Uh, but before I start, I would like to send a big thank you to everyone, and I do mean everyone, at Ori Wrestling, especially Jordan, Dan, and Brian. It was probably the best and most surreal wrestling night of my life. Uh, I hope our partnership continues for a long time to come. It was a blast. Uh, with that being said, let's begin with stardom. Cinderella Summer Tour in Osaka uh, from uh, July 10th. Uh, as the dog agrees with stardom being the number one to talk about, <laughs> we had a Zumi defeat Mina Surikawa and Saki Kashima. Uh, Konami took on Tom Nakano to a 15 minute draw. 
Kaguma Mayu Iwatani defeated Ruaka and Starlight Kid by DQ as Ruaka used her new Box of Doom. Uh, six one tag as Momo Watanabe, Sayaka Kamatani, and Tommy Hashita defeating Julia, Micah, and Lady C. Of course, we all made Lady C got the got pinned there. And for SWA Undisputed World Title uh, Champion Siri or Shiri defeated Yunagi Sayaka by KO. Uh, she pretty much kicked her head off. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Yunagi was knocked out for a little bit. Uh, then to July 11th uh, in Hamamatsu, uh, Micah took on Mina Surikawa to a 50-minute draw. Shiri defeated Lady C in Yutami Hashita. Julia defeated Saki Kashima. Uh, Tam Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka, who was awake, uh, took on Kugumo and Mayu Iwatani to a 50-minute draw. A lot of draws by Starrim lately, not sure what's going on there. And then Azumi, Momotanabe, and Sayakamatani defeated Konami, Ruaka, and Starlight Kid. Or Dark Light Kid, as I like to say. Uh, Stardom July 17th, Cinderella Summer Tour in Tokyo, uh, Day 2. Uh, Dark Light Kid defeated Azumi and Hina. Uh, Hanan and Kuguma defeated Lady C and Tam Nakano. A little bit of a weird tag in there, but Lady C is being passed around by all, all the... Out a little uh, duos there. Uh, Julia, Mikey, and Siri took on Momo Watanabe, Sayaka Kawatani, and Hay Yutami Hayashita to another 15-minute draw. For the future of stardom title, Yunagi Sayaka defeated champion Mina Surikawa. Uh, th that being said, uh, Mina was going to lose the title in a couple of uh, days anyway because it's a future or stardom title. You have to have three years of... Uh, experience or an age and she's coming up on I believe it was the three years so Yunagi was just able to step right in and take the title uh, then it was for the Starlight Kid recaptured gauntlet match it was Mayu Iwatani defeating uh, Rina first Fuki Gendes second Saki Kashima third Konami uh, fourth and Ruaka by DQ fifth so uh, I guess she can recapture uh, Dark Light Kid when she feels like it. It was a bit of a uh, weird ending, so I really didn't... I missed a lot of the uh, subtitles, so I'm not sure when that will happen. If she even wants Starlight Kid back, I don't know. She Starlight, uh, Starlight Kid kind of likes her little uh, meanness streak right now. On uh, to July 18th, and they're in Tochi... Tojigi, to, yeah, I'm not going to pronounce it anymore. Sorry about that. Uh, Azumi uh, and Sayaka Kamatani defeated Lady C and Mina Surikawa. Uh, Julia defeated Hina. Tam Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka defeated Ruaka and Saki Kashima by DQ. Uh, Micah and Siri took on Momo Watanabe and Yutami Hayashita to a 15-minute draw. Yeah, they're, they're fun matches, but they end in draws, so it's a little weird, but uh, still fun to watch. And then 6 one tag, Hanan, Kaguma, and Mayu Iwatani uh, defeated Konami, Rina, and Starlight Kid. To Stardom Cinderella Summer Tour in Sapiro Day 1, from July 21st. Uh, Yunagi Saka defeated Lady C. Azumi defeated Konami and Mina Surikawa. Uh, Ruaka and Saki Kashima defeated Koguma and Mayu Iwatani. Finally, but not cheating. <laughs> kind of cheating, but they didn't have to uh, get DQ'd. And a best two out of three falls. Uh, Momo Watanabe, Saya Kamatani, and Yutami Hashita uh, defeated Julia, Mike, and Siri. Two falls to one. Uh, yeah. And then for the wonder of stardom title, Tam Nakano, who's champion. Uh, defeated Starlight Kid in a awesome, uh, pretty high-speed match there in uh, 21 minutes. Check that out. It's uh, July 21st from Stardom. Great match. Uh, Stardom Day 2 of their Cinderella Summer Tour, July 22nd. Azumi defeated Lady C. Micah took out Momo Watanabe and Tanakano to a 50-minute draw. 
Still a fun match. Uh, Ruaka and Saki Kashima defeated Mina Surikawa and Unyagi Sayaka. Uh, Konami and Darklight Kid defeated Koguma and Mayu Iwatani. And for the Goddesses of Stardom title, Champions Julia and Siri uh, in some funny Frank the Clown gear, uh, I'm going to say that, uh, defeated Saya Kamatani and Yutami Hashita in a great match between those four. Check that out if you can. You all know where. Uh, Stardom Summer Tour and Sunday from July 24th. Konami defeated Lady C. Micah defeated Saki Kashima. Really cool match there. Uh, Mina Surikawa, Surikawa Tamakano, and Yunagi Sayaka defeated Azumi, Hina, and Saya Kawatani. A little bit of an upset there, you might say. Uh, Julia and Siri took on Momo Watanami and Yutami Hashita to a 20 minute draw. They added five more minutes for the match, and they still got a draw. Uh, Six Women's Hag, Hanan, Kaguma, and Mayu Yutani defeated Rina, Ruaka, and Darklight Kid. Uh, and then Stardom Tour Day 3, July 25th. Uh, Rina and Ruaka defeated Hanan and Hina. Uh, Fukigen Death defeated Lady C and Saya Kamatani. Funny match there. Azumi uh, took on Kaguma to a 10 minute draw in a high speed match. Azumi should have won that match, it was pretty obvious, but. 10 minutes is a little too short for them. Uh, then we had a preview of the A and B blocks from their upcoming GP 5 star uh, tour. So we had Micah, Tam Nakano, and Tami Aishita defeated Konami, Siri, and Yunagi Sayaka. And then we had Julia, Mina Surikawa, and Starlight Kid defeating Mayu Iwatani, Momo Watanabe, and Saki Kashima. Interesting how these got how these women tag when they're all on different teams. Uh, so there's some funny bits. There's some tension in there. It's 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 very interesting. Uh, the first Jeep Grand Prix five star tour started last night or early this morning, I should say. Uh, I don't have those results, and I would not say them because people probably have not seen the match like myself. So we'll go on from there. So we got Tokyoshi Pro. Uh, don't miss the signs from July 10th. So Hiruna Neko and Kaya Tirobami defeated Arusha Endo and Suzumi. Nadeka Tenma defeated Mihiro Kiru. Yuki Arai defeated Moko Miyamoto. For the international princess title, champion Hikari Noah defeated Raku. Uh, I like that match. Uh, kind of short, but it, was, it looked like Hikari was not into the match at all. And Rock, Raku should have won, but Hikari just rolled her up and it was it was over. So, in eight minutes, kind of a disappointing, but um, my favorite champion won on that one. And then in a 10 women tag, it was Miyu Watanabe, Rika Tatsumi, Hyper Masao, Mizuki, and Soka Nakajima, defeating Maki Ito, Marika Kobashi, Miri Miyumi, Nao Kakuda, and Yuki Kamafuku. Uh, nice main event there. If I remember right, <laughs> uh, Tokyo Spro Go Girl 2 Women Only Entertainment. So, only women were allowed into venue. That was July 11th. So, Mirai Murinui and Suzumi uh, defeated Kaya Terabami and Soka Nakajima. Nadeka Tema and Raku defeated Runaneko and Hype Masao. Kakuda and Yuki Kawafuku defeated Rushu Endo and Hikari Noah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hikari's still asleep, I guess. <laughs> um, then we had Mei St. Marcel and Saki-sama make a rare appearance, defeating Mahiro Kiru and Ruki Kobashi. And then Miyu Watanabe, Raka Tatsumi, and Mizuki defeated Maki Ito, Moko Miyamoto, and Soka Nagajima. Uh, another very good uh, main event there. Uh, they're toured on July 17th. So we had Nodeka Tenma and Yuki Aino, excuse me, defeat Rusho Endo and Kaya Terabami. Yuki Kamafuku defeated Pom Harajuku, who is back healthy, and Raku. Hyper Masao and Soko Nakajima defeated Mihiro Kiru and Naokakuda. 
Uh, Hakari Noah and Ruka Kabashi defeated Miyumi and Moko Miyamoto. Uh, they seemed more awake on that match. And then when we finally had Maki Udo, Miyamishida, and Mizuki defeating Miyu Watanabe, Rika Tatsumi, and Suzumi. Uh, Tokyo Pro 8th Tokyo Princess Cup Day 1. So they started their own um, turn semi-tournament. So it was for the Princess Cup. Uh, let's go over the first round matches. Uh, Mihiro Kiru defeated Rusha Endo. Raku defeated Moko Miyamoto. Mirai Marunumi, I'll get that right, defeated Pam Harajuku. And Mayu Yamashita defeated Nao Kakuda. Uh, in a fine main event, I thought Nao was actually going to pull up the upset. Uh, but it's still a little early for her. Uh, day 2 was July 23rd. Uh, Miyu Watanabe defeated Kaya Terabami. Uh, Yuki Aino defeated Yuki Arai. Uh, Yuki is doing very well, but she, uh, she still can't get over that uh, uh, that hump, you might say. Uh, Marika Kabashi defeated Notaka Tema. Uh, I call that an upset right there. And Rika Tatsumi defeated Hikari Noah. And not quite an upset because Rika was the, their world champion and defeating their, the, their IC champion. I could see that, go, you know, Hikari hasn't been up to snuff lately and Rika... They still want to make her look strong. So day three was July 24th. Uh, second round matches. Yuki Aino defeated Hiroko Neko. Haruna Neko. Uh, Mizuki defeated Mariamu Yumi. And a really good match there. And Mayu Yamashita defeated Yuki Kawafuku. Uh, Princess Cup. Day four, July 25th. Maki Ido defeated Raku. Soka Nakajima defeated Marika Kobashi and Rika Tatsumi defeated Hyper Masao, of all things. So, yeah, Rika keeps winning. Uh, day five, earlier this morning, or in late last night, early this morning, however you want to look at it, July 25th, I mean, July 31st, sorry. Uh, quarterfinal matches. Uh, Maki Ido defeated Suzumi. A fine match there. Uh, Mio Watanabe defeated Yuki Aino. Uh, in an awesome match, Soka Nakajima defeated Rika Tatsumi. I'm glad to see Shoko in the one. And then in what I consider a minor upset, or a major upset of how you want to look at it, Mizuki defeated the world champion in my Miyu Yamashita. So yeah, um, I helped to see a match between those two down the road for the title and Mizuki might win. So that would be cool. Okay, on to the DDT heavy, Iron Man Heavy Metal title. They had their own show, of all things, for the Kashiro Charity Sports Festival on July 26th. Uh, so the champion was Senia uh, Oki and a Falls Count Hour five-way match. He defeated Densuko Dino, Shuma Katsumata, Sanshiro Takagi, and Yukiya Naya. Then, uh, quickly thereafter, uh, Masayuki Okano yeah, defeated Tsunari Oki. And then, soon thereafter, it was Densuko Dino defeating Masuki Okino. Uh, this has not been published on where I usually find the DDT uh, listings for the title. Uh, so hopefully Dino is your champion right now. If he's not, sorry, it's still Sinyara Oki. I'm not sure if at a charity festival if it took place or not. I don't know. It wasn't published. So hopefully right now Dansuko Dino is your DDT Ironman Heavy Metal Champion. I still want that title. I'm sorry. Uh, then, back here in the States, uh, I wanted to cover Jersey City Wrestling, Dear Summer, brought to you by Game Changer Wrestling. So that is GCW. Uh, this was on last Saturday, July 24th, at the Carousel Room at the Showboat. I still love this room. It's pretty cool with the ceiling they have. Uh, this was free on YouTube. It is still free on YouTube, so if you'd like to check out these uh, matches. 
in a six-way scramble. Yoya defeated Devin Monroe, Fragmare, Kung Fu Janela, Steve Scott, and Trey Lamar. So nice to see Trey back in action there. Cole Radrick defeated Matt Mikowski. Nice to see Cole win that one. Uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke of Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, and Griffin McCoy defeated Dylan McKay, Marcus Mathers, and Steve Sanders. Uh, frontman Jay, or Ja, defeated Ken Broadway. Uh, frontman is doing a lot of stuff for AEW, and um, uh, he just appeared somewhere in, oh, he appeared in GCW later on, I'll get to that, where he kissed Effie, or Effie kissed him, and we'll be at Effie's Big K Brunch uh, coming up here in September for the all-out week, weekend, I should say. So, nice to see him uh, spreading his wings, you might say. Uh, JJ Garrett defeated Braden Lee. Uh, Jordan Oliver, her buddy, defeated Arcadia. And a nice match there. Uh, in a two-on-one handicap match, Joshua Bishop defeated Billy Danvers and Hunter Drake. And a six-man tag, uh, Charles Mason, Bam Sullivan, and Slade defe defeated Billy Starks, Eric Connors, and Ricky Shane Page. Interesting six-person six tag there. But it is GCW. Or I should say Jersey City Wrestling. Now into Jer Game Changer Wrestling. Homecoming weekend, day one, July 24th. Still at the showboat. It was on Fight TV. Uh, I'm sure you all heard about the main event. I will get into that when I get to the main event. Uh, Marco Stunt defeated Starboy Charlie. Fun match there. Uh, Tony Deppen defeated Ninja Mac. Uh, I don't know what happened. I did not rewatch this match, but Tony Deppen was not happy with Ninja. Uh, and I guess the next night, uh, I'll get into that. Uh, Ninja paid for it, you might say. But Tony went after him. Almost shoot style as they're going to the back. So if you watch this, pay attention to Tony Depp and leave in the ring. Uh, I hope that everything's okay. And it was just a work shoot or something. You know, it was just, it was just interesting to see. Uh, AJ Gray defeated Nolan Edward. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio defeated Grim Reefer. And a, oh, what was it? A 360 backwards leg drop. It's all over the internet. Twitter, gifts, it's all over. Two Cold Scorpio still has it, and you got to stay in ovation for that move all around, including myself. That was cool. Now onto the GCW Ultra Volume title and uh, Big Japan World de title, Deathmatch Heavyweight title. So winner take all. Uh, this was defended, the Big Japan title was defended by Drew Parker, who not only won the match, 24 hours earlier in Japan. So he took a flight, 20 hour flight or whatever, made it to this show after a, after winning the Big Japan Deathmatch Heavy Metal title barbed wire casket and fluorescent light tubes death match, defeating champion Takuma, Takumi Sugimoto in about 17 minutes. He won that, flew to New Jersey for this match. Drew Parker, you are insane. And with that being said, Drew Parker defeated uh, champion Alex Clone by referee's decision, uh, winning the GCW Ultraviolent title. In a, oh, oh, this, I'm not a blood guy, I'm not a gore guy. This was hard to watch, but kind of fun, actually, because I kind of like Drew Parker. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was nasty. He won. I don't know how he won, but he won. And Alex wants a rematch when they go back to Japan with GCW. So uh, hopefully Drew still has to head out by that time. But it was interesting, to say the least. And it was only the start of the play, I might say. Uh, we, then we go to a six-way scramble match. Atticus Kogar booed immensely with this crowd. He got some major heat. I don't know why. I've, I'm, I'm missing something here, but he has major, major heat with the crowd. He defeated Braden Lee, Dante Leon, Jack Cartwheel, Jordan Oliver, and Shane Mercer. Don't know how he pulled off this with all these guys against him, but he did. So, yeah, whatever. For the GCW tag titles, uh, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice uh, defeated champions G. Raver and Jimmy Lloyd. 
Uh, pretty much because G-Raver turned on Jimmy, and, you know, they don't get along anyway. So they set the match for later on. Come all out weekend here in Chicago. So Chicago's going to be lit, you might say, with a lot of interesting matches. Uh, and then we get to Effie defeating Frontman Jay, uh, where he invited Jay to his big gay brunch, kissed, and he'll be showing up. Uh, then we go to the main event. It was uh, GCW champion Nick Gage taking on a, what was he thinking, Matt Cardona. And Matt Cardona won with the help of uh, Ricky Shane Page, pretty much. Uh, the 440H boys came out to attack Nick, uh, only for Ricky Shane Page to stop him. So it was Nick and Ricky Shane Page uh, taking on 440H after they cleared the ring. He low blowed Nick uh, and let Matt Cardona hit his uh, radio silence for the win. Uh, violence ensued. <laughs> Just madness ensued. There you go. As big cans, bottles, light, everything was a stone at Matt, holding up the title, a bloody mess as he went through light tubes, glass, barbed wire, you name it. He went through it that day. Along with Nick, pizza cuttered, of course. And if you look on his Twitter or Chelsea Green's Twitter, you'll see that she helped him try to heal. He messed up a bed sheet badly with all his left arm just completely destroyed. I guess a lot of people these days want to be in a death match to say they did it. Well, Matt did it. Uh, bravo to him. I don't know what he's thinking, but bravo anyway. Congrats on that. Uh, and he should be defending the title here in Chicago, or Hoffman Estates, how you want to put it, that all-out weekend. Hopefully he gets a better reaction here than he did there. <laughs> uh, then we got to GCW Homecoming, day number two, of course, on July 25th. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Jack Cartwheel. Uh, now, I, this was interesting. Jordan wanted to actually shake his hand. They put on a nice match. Jack ignored him. He left the ring. So, uh, Jordan flipped him off, and I give him props for that. I think that's great. If no one wants to shake your hand after a nice match, I flip him off. So, Jordan did that. I give you nice uh, props on that one. Uh, then, the match of the day, uh, Jonathan Gresham took defeated Starboy Charlie. Uh, Starboy Charlie's, I think, 19 or 20, and he put on an awesome match with Jonathan, and I couldn't, I was surprised how well they did. Not Jonathan, but that they had so much good chemistry. Uh, he put Charlie on the map, <laughs> you might say, but uh, that was a really good match between those guys. So check that out if you can. Then the GCW Tag Team Titles, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, who are now champions, uh, defeated Dante Leon and destroyed Ninja Mac. <laughs> uh, if you watch this match, uh, they smacked, slapped, chair shot it i think even cookie sheet it ninja mac for about five minutes straight i don't know what ninja did maybe this is the, the like i said the payback for tony deppin i don't know dante didn't get that beat up uh pretty much the match is over when uh mance put up ninja in for the doomsday device on the floor and matthew justice from the second rope to the floor hit him with the chair for the Doomsday device, uh, pretty much knocking him out or concussing him, or that was, I don't know, but that was done in the match for Ninja, and they quickly went to the finish, pinning Dante in the Marine. Uh, I hope Ninja's okay, but whatever you did, the pissed these guys off. Dude, don't do it again. <laughs> you were, you were messed up. I'm sorry, and I hope you're okay, but that Doomsday device with the chair was nasty. So, yeah. Uh, next up was Chris Dickinson defeating Cesar Bernoni, who was booed immensely because he's an AEW guy or former WWE guy and this crowd does not like him. <laughs> I'm not a Cesar fan anyway so I would have booed him too. Uh, in a death match Joey Janela got bloodied, skewered in three points of his head by Atticus Kogar but still won. Yeah. Uh, KTB and Shane Mercer defeated Braden Lee and Cole Radrick in a short but fun match. Uh, KTB and Shane Mercer have to be gone somewhere soon. They are really too good to be 
I mean, I don't mind them in GCW, but they could probably still be elsewhere, I think. And not the E. Uh, Calvin Tankman uh, defeated Ruckus. In a big cost match, you might say there. And Penelope Ford made a surprise appearance, defeating Allie Catch. In a nice match there. And in a nine-title death match, Drew Parker defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Um, pretty easily, and not as bloody as the night before. But still, Drew, you... You rock, dude. Uh, for three days in a row to go through all that. Big props. Big ups, man. Uh, on to the Galley Lucha Show. They had a hardcore Galley Lucha Show on July 24th from Villa Park, Illinois. It was free and live on Fight TV. Uh, but with the storms around that day, uh, the stream wasn't all that great. And their intermission was rather lengthy. So you didn't know when it ended. And when it did start back up, it kind of went black. Uh, so these matches are on YouTube. There's a few more. I didn't get the full results, but uh, Sky Blue defeated Axel Rico in a no DQ match. Nice to see Sky to beat this guy up pretty soundly. Uh, Aramis defeated Gringo Loco and Fight Panther Jr. in a pretty much a hardcore match. And then Arrowboy uh, defeated Ariz or Arez in a Lucha Extrema match. Uh, that was pretty intense. His, Arrowboy's back was messed up. Uh, and if it's on YouTube, all the more power to them. They keep that on there, but uh, good matches right there. Galley Lucha puts on some nice shows. I hope to see more of them. You know, I don't understand a word most of what the commentators say. Uh, one final note, as I mentioned in the prior cuts, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla is returning tomorrow, August 1st, or when you hear this, that day, August 1st. It will be the Mystery Vortex 7 show. Uh, sad to say, there is no streaming service. Uh, so get your DVD money ready or wait for it to get here on High Spots Network. Uh, I don't know if I'll say the results if I find out because I'd like to see these matches myself. Uh, so I may wait a week or wait till. I'm not sure. I'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, no streaming service for that. A little disappointing there, I guess. So, uh, so that's a wrap for me. Till next time with more shows and results and recaps uh don't forget to keep enjoying the wrestling world how you like either it be on fight tv iwtv twitch youtube cable or the internet just enjoy the wrestling folks uh thank you for watching or listening hope you enjoyed the cut keep safe take care and be kind everyone all right thanks charlie so uh, we're gonna keep rolling right along into the next segment here where i get to play uh, armchair promoter and i'm talking about the fantasy booker My fantasy booker for this week is a match that uh, has already been teased, <laughs> and I'm just going to run with it. Darby Allen and CM Punk. I want to see this match. Hopefully, we will see this match. Now, Darby, like I said, he mentioned, he dropped the, the phrase best in the world in his, uh, his interview this past Wednesday, uh, but then he did come back and say, well, he wasn't specifically talking about CM Punk, and that's fine and good, but I want to see this match. Hopefully, we get to see this match because... I think the two of them would match up very well, and, you know, it's kind of, it would be a very, uh, I don't want to say a passing of the torch, because it would be Punk's, you know, if this happens, would be one of Punk's first matches back, but, uh, yeah, just the, the, the characters, the personalities, the, the promos leading into it, I think just all around it would be an amazing rivalry with these two guys, and it doesn't even matter you know, who's the heel and who's the face or anything like that. Well, well, no, I take that back. I love CM Punk as a heel, so I, I would like to see him as the uh, the heel in this one, but I don't think the fans are going to let him be a heel. He is going to get cheered like crazy in whatever building he walks into unless he does something very, very dastardly, so to speak. So <laughs> we'll have to see how that works out. But, yeah, that's my fantasy booker for this week. I want to see Darby Allen and CM Punk. So, uh... Let's get into the, the last segment of the show here where I talk about kind of an unpopular opinion, and I'm talking about the weekly hot take. All right, so these budget cuts, quote-unquote, from WWE with all these uh, the talent releases over the last several months, complete bullshit. 
I don't buy it. Okay, WWE's making more money than they ever have. They've got billion dollar television deals in place. They've got a billion dollar deal in place for their streaming rights. They've got a multi hundreds of millions of dollars deal with Saudi Arabia to that that is still in place that they're supposedly going to be, you know, getting back to doing their shows over there sometime this year. I believe October was uh is the uh, the rumored time frame for that to start happening again. So, I'm sorry. They're 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 making record profits and they're, you know, it's budget cuts. I don't buy it. But uh, you know, I think it's a matter of they don't know what to do with these people. They overloaded their roster the last couple years to specifically just to keep people from AEW. You know, let's be real. They didn't want AEW loading up on all the hottest uh, independent talent, and they didn't want AEW raiding their roster, you know, for guys that uh, whose contracts might be coming up soon. So they locked people into five-year deals and, and scooped up all the independent talent that they could. And, and I mean, come on, they released 40-something people just this year and you know they're they're still they still have people they don't use so their their roster was just unnecessarily inflated to the point where you know people just could they there was no way they were going to use all of those people it was never going to happen you know and now their excuse is budget cuts i don't buy it you know, I, I'd, I'd say it's more buyer's remorse. It's like, oh, God, we signed all these people and now we can't do anything with them because we only <laughs> only have like 12 hours of television every week. You know, and to re- release just it, it's obscene. You fired 40 plus people and it barely made a dent in your roster. I mean, there was a, you know, a, a, granted a few big names that have been released like Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, you know, guys like that. But uh, it's just, it's, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't buy the budget cuts thing. You know, just say we have too many people on the roster and we need to make some cuts because we can't use everybody because they can't. That would be honest. That would at the very least be honest. You know, we over inflated our roster to keep people from our competition and, you know, now you know, we can't use you, so we're going to let you go. At least be honest about it. And, you know, by all accounts, Nick Khan, the uh, the president of, uh, of WWE, you know, Vince McMahon has given him basically free reign to do whatever he wants to do as far as, uh, as, far as talent goes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, how, how, does that, how does that work out? Well, Bray Wyatt's gone. One of the more popular guys in WWE one of the better character guys in WWE, somebody who can get, I I firmly believe, could literally get any gimmick over. And, uh, you know, they they release him. Now, maybe he, maybe Bray asked for his release. I don't know. That wasn't, you know, disclosed, obviously. Like I said, you know, by all accounts, Bray has been having a very, very rough time since Brody Lee's passing. So maybe he asked to be released. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with the wrestling business right now and I can understand that you know if that's the case you know great then they did the right thing by granting that release you know but uh yeah I I don't buy the budget cuts thing so it is what it is it's not going to change WWE's not going to just wake up one morning and say oh let's start being honest about our bullshit but uh yeah, that's that's my hot take for the week The, the budget cuts for WWE is complete bullshit and it's a slap in the face not not only to the fans, which honestly is not all that important in the grand scheme of things, but slap in the face to the wrestlers who are, you know, losing their jobs. That they're, you know, it's because of budget cuts, but we're recording record profits. That that, that just doesn't make any sense. So that is going to wrap things up for this week. Once again, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to check out catchhookshoot.com. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at catchhookshoot. Head to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot for all your t-shirt needs. And find links to all that and more on our link tree, which is linktree slash catchhookshoot. 
And if you ever want to shoot us an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we uh, should be back on schedule for the, the weekly show going forward, uh, at least up until the uh, the next Warrior show, which, like I said, is August the 21st. So that will be the episode for that for that week uh, coming up here in uh, three weeks, basically. So uh, definitely make sure you check that out on, uh, on Podbean app. Listen to me and Charlie calling all the action live right there from ringside. Uh, hopefully no clowns get thrown through our table and we're able to uh you know continue to bring you all the action now, i know at the last uh warrior show there were some audio issues when i went back and listened those uh you know when the audio got pretty loud there was a lot of static feedback that kind of thing i those have been resolved so the next show should go off without a hitch and uh, yeah definitely stay tuned to uh to the show over the next couple of weeks i got a few things in the works i'm hoping to be able to make an announcement if everything works out the way i'm hoping it does i'm hoping to be able to make an announcement in the next couple of weeks or so uh, about uh, some potential big changes coming to the show so i'll have to wait and see how that works out i mean I, i'm i'm doing the whole wait and see thing here just waiting to uh, to get some to get some news hopefully it's the news that i'm wanting so <laughs> But uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. It uh, it'll be uh, it'll be really cool if it does if it does uh, work out the way that I want it to. So everybody out there, keep your fingers crossed for us because it could be could be something very very big for the show. So with that, I'm gonna wrap things up. Again, thank you to everybody for uh, for watching and listening, and I uh, hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the great wrestling coming up this week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.